Hey everyone, we are back for another exciting rehearsal this week with nothing but drum corps for this episode. We will find out what made Whitney say. So far, I saw them on Thursday at the Austin show and it was just like, whoa, they're really good. Like even, you know, from a color guard person. And why Cindy said. That blew me away. That was my first, my daughter and I's first getting chill bumps moment. All this and more. So get out on the field and we will see you back on the sidelines for this week's episode of On a Water Break. Let's go. Set it up. Top of the show. Form. Check form. Cover down. Do it again. Run it back. And we'll see you at the show. Welcome to another episode of On a Water Break, the podcast where we talk about everything you and your friends are talking about at rehearsal on a water break. I'm Jackie Brown. We had so much fun talking about our first impressions of DCI shows a few weeks ago that this week we thought, let's do a recap of what happened in San Antonio and maybe some other places in DCI from this past weekend. And what does everybody think is coming up for championships? That's going to be amazing. We also have a fun interview with Dylan Bertoski, a tuba player with the Troopers, who ended up stuck on a prop for their performance in San Antonio. <laughs> Let's start by checking in and see who's the clinicians on the sideline. Hey, Whitney. Hi. And Cindy. Hello. It's so good to be here. Well, let's start off with Jeremy from Drum Corps Today. He's going to give us a little recap of the weekend. Hey everyone, Drum Corps Today back with some Drum Corps news. This year's tour continues to heat up, and we're still looking at a potential record-scoring season. We saw some major competition last week leading up to the first regional of the season. The Blue Devils scored their highest score at San Antonio, a 92.6. Although they did win overall, there were a few captions they were defeated in. They lost to Blue Coats in Color Guard, Boston Crusaders in Brass, Carolina Crown and Music Analysis won, and Boston Crusaders and the Cavaliers in percussion, who actually ended up coming first place in percussion. Boston did lower the gap between them down to 1.0 from that 1.5, so they're getting closer. Moving to the most competitive block, even with a tie this weekend, Mandarins beat Phantom Regiment and the Cadets in General Effect 2, Overall General Effect, Visual Analysis, Color Guard, and Music Analysis won, with Phantom winning Visual Proficiency and Music Analysis 2. The Cadets did win General Effect 1, Brass, and Percussion, with their Percussion even beating the Bluecoats. That wasn't quite enough to keep up with Mandarins and Phantom. Moving to the finals line, Pacific Crest and Blue Knights continue to be pretty close competition, being just over a third of a point apart. Blue Knights lead in General Effect, Brass, and Percussion, with Pacific Crest leading the rest of the subcaptions. Right now, the only thing holding back Pacific Crest is Percussion and General Effect, and if they can up those scores, they're almost guaranteed a slot in finals this season. On Monday, DCI Mesquite will have Boston Crusaders and Carolina Crown in a rematch, while Blue Stars try to catch up to the Cavaliers. On Wednesday, DCI Southern Mississippi will have a rematch between the Blue Devils and the Boston Crusaders, and give Blue Stars another shot at beating the Cavaliers. On Friday, the Masters of the Summer Music Games will have a lot of heated competition, like a rematch between all four top four cores, plus Phantom and the Cadets. On Saturday, we have 15 cores, 10 of which are currently sitting in a final spot, meeting up in Atlanta for the second regional of the season. This will be our second sample of how August might look, or at least a baseline as the cores head to Allentown. As I mentioned earlier, this season continues to be a record-breaking year. 
Blue Devils have been scoring pretty high, and if you look at the distance we are now from finals and compare it to where they were scoring in 2014 at this point, as of today, they're outscoring their 2014 counterpart by over a point. We're still just under a month out from finals, but if things keep up, 99.65 might not be the highest final score ever anymore. All of these scores can be found on our Instagram, and more in-depth analysis can be found on our threads, both at Drumcore Today. And stay tuned for more Drumcore news. Yeah, that sounds like some pretty good shaking up going on. Uh, and also, just saying, if anybody's not on threads yet, Drumcore Today has some really good threads. And also, Spintronics is on threads, and I have been posting like crazy, so come follow me too. <laughs> at Spintronics Card. But hey, this sounds like a lot of shakeup. What are your guys' first impressions and what are your thoughts? Well, I liked hearing that so many beat Blue Devils and at least something. I mean, I, I know the Blue Devils is at the top, but isn't it great to hear that Phantom Regiment is doing great and some of these others, Mandarins, oh my goodness. I don't know about you, Whitney, but... The Mandarins kind of blew me away. That was my first, my daughter and I's first getting chill bumps moment was when the Mandarins were on the field. And uh, I don't know. They're amazing. Yeah. My, honestly, my favorites were Troopers and Mandarins. They were, I just felt like they were the most entertaining. Um, even over the top four, like I felt like the top four, they were all great, but I just yeah. didn't, I didn't feel as connected to yeah. them. I don't know if it's just like, it's too technical or what, but I just really like troopers and, and mandarins the most. They were definitely my favorites, and I felt like they were kind of the fan favorites, too. Yeah. Yeah, troopers really, they're just really coming up. I mean, what mm -hmm. made finals for the first time last year, this year I can see them moving up even a little more from 12th. Yeah. I hope, anyway. But, yeah, troopers is great. I thought Phantom Regiment, I mean, mm -hmm. that was another chill bump moment was uh, – was Phantom Regiment. I was surprised. I've always liked them, but mm -hmm. I don't always remember them. Mm -hmm. Well, this year, I, you know, they're memorable. Same with yeah. Manders, same with Troopers. Those are the three that, for me that really mm -hmm. stuck out. Yeah. I, I thought everybody was great that I saw. I'm, I'm sad that I missed Pacific Crest because oh, everybody's yeah, been good. talking about them yeah. and they've like never made finals. So right. I think that, that's exciting that they have a, a pretty good shot of, of making it so far yeah. right now. So Several that's exciting. of the band nerds that I talked to, you know, the band nerds, the Texas mm -hmm. bands guys, they yeah. think Pacific Crest has a good chance to make finals. It's just, how cool is that? To see yeah. some names that we uh -huh. don't really see very much. Yeah. Which, what you know, guys? on the other side of that is disappointing for those that oh, have yeah. for, for years, you know, yeah. like Huffman, Madison, um, Blue Knights, all three of those, yeah. like, have, have been in finals for so long and now may not. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a battle. Yeah. So who do you guys think has uh, has had the biggest growth since the beginning of the season, since we talked about drum corps last time? I think Mandarins, I don't know. I, I mean, they they really surprised me on Saturday. I mean, I don't know. I just felt like I was watching a top five drum corps, and I, mm -hmm. I honestly can't say I've thought that about the Mandarins before. I always loved them, but mm -hmm. they wowed me. They totally yeah. wowed me on Saturday. They really yeah. did. I, I've loved them for the past few years. I just like the their like style. Mm -hmm. um, but I think this year is like just a completely different kind of core yeah, for them yeah. and their, their music is memorable and the show is memorable i think that's what some of the top four is kind of lacking is just like 
memorable moments and um like maybe they're just i feel it's kind of like they're trying too hard Mm -hmm. to like do all of the things and then there's just (laughs) not a lot of like there's just not a lot of theatrical moments in their shows um and some of those other drum corps other like five through twelve they have those memorable Mm -hmm. moments so i think that's what kind of felt like a disconnect to me with the top four um i don't know i was also sitting like in the end zone and like <laughs> to turn this way to see anybody so um yeah got my got my tickets pretty late and was definitely in the zero but oh girl i was right on the 40 like on row nine i mean yeah. it was blast Ooh. your face off territory <laughs> and and they did but like what you were saying like the top four yeah they were great they and they were great but the emotion that i felt from some of the lower lesser groups lower whatever you want to call them uh, that's where i saw the difference was that i i felt it i felt something with the others and the top four i kept waiting to feel something and i was like well yeah that was great and then and the entertainment value, yeah, they're just phenomenal to watch. But I don't know. I'm still waiting for something. I don't know what it is, but I'm waiting for something in the top. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm not a drummer at all, but uh, Cavaliers have, have been kind of my favorite drumline to, to watch so far. I saw them on Thursday at the Austin show, and it was just like, whoa, they're really good. Like, even, you know, from a color guard person perspective, like, I can recognize that, that they're really good. And then they like did really well this weekend. I was like, okay, I, I can recognize that. That, that was good. good. Yeah. You know, I'm glad you said that because something else that the people around me and I noticed was this, the sound sport group Arsenal, their percussion was amazing. Like we were all like, look at that percussion, look at that drum line. And this, you know, they're not even a DCI group. I don't think yet. And, uh, so we were really wild by them. If that's the future of drum corps, we're we're in good shape. Um, best brass moments. Um, Blue Coats had some moments that I really enjoyed. I think mm-hmm. it was near the beginning, and I've only mm-hmm. seen the show like twice. Um, but there was something near the beginning where I was like, "Wow, that was really yeah. impressive." I think that they just I don't I don't even remember specifically what it was, but um, I liked them. I mean, the again, top four or five like just so good it's like how do you compare right and i don't know i I think that that too was what was weird about me for the top four is like they felt they all felt so equal yes in so many ways Mm -hmm. that it's like i don't i can't can't really pick a favorite of the four because they're all so so good it was just like i don't that's where you have to like, start yeah. looking at the you technical like pickiness too. Huh. <laughs> like like yeah. oh did somebody sneeze on the on the horn line or something? <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the other thing too is in the top groups, I find myself watching the guard because if you want to see an incredible color guard, then it, those top groups are, are where you're going to see that. And not that the other guards aren't good, but if you just really want to be wowed, it, it is those top four or five groups where I can't take my eyes off of those kids. And it's like, oh, my word, did they just throw it all the way up to the ceiling? I don't know. It was <laughs> yeah. There were there were some like there were some really clean flag lines and as a I uh, as a flag I always look for the clean flag lines and see who's you know who's yeah. really getting the details out there and there definitely were some some great flag lines at this point in the season um, 
And a Boston, few not so great. Yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure. Um, oh, no. Boston, <laughs> Boston had some, uh, they have like a full rifle feature as they have been doing, but now they have like the whole guard doing a, a two turn. And I, oh that is God. just insane. Yeah. Like the uh, everybody that was on the field, there had to have been 30 something of them. Like they were all, they all did a two turn. It was insane. Like that. You know, the technical training that goes into that. So like oh, yeah. the fact that every single one of them are able to accomplish this, that's amazing. Yeah. Like that's a crazy threshold to be like, can you do a two turn? Okay. Maybe you can be in this color guard. Yeah. Like <laughs> maybe. That wow. maybe. That's the audition right there. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. What did you see Phantom Regiment that moment when they, they threw their rifles and then they all fell down on the ground and then the core stepped over them? Like mm-hmm. right after they made their catch, they dropped yeah. to the ground and the entire core steps over mm-hmm. them. I'm like, how many times did they practice that and get it wrong? That's like a really old school <laughs> moment, actually, that, that was really popular. Like, oh, okay. I want to say in the 80s or something. If okay. you, if you watch older drum corps. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, wait a second. We'll throwback. Tom, what are you up to? Did you bring our Starbucks? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I didn't have time to stop for coffee. I'm sorry. I was just so late. I had to speed here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll let it slide this time. <laughs> just because we're glad you're here. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> San Antonio. We're talking no about way. San Antonio. Did you get to see it? <laughs> I did. I spent my day watching drum corps. Tom, were you there or were you just watching on flow? I was watching on flow. Okay. I heard it was extremely hot though. Oh my God. But it was a nice 72 degrees in the Alamo dome. Yeah. <laughs> it was nice in the dome, but outside it is brutal. Excellent. You, know, you, you mentioned flow marching. One thing I have noticed after watching several on flow marching and then seeing it live in the Alamo Dome on Saturday, there's just no comparison. I mean, it's great being able to watch it uh, on television yeah. on my big screen and I got my stereo set up. That's great. But wow, when you get in the dome and it, and you are anywhere game. and you're watching it live, you're like, okay, okay. Yes. This, this is incredible. Yes. To, to add on to that really quickly. Um, I, I didn't, I mean, I loved troopers prop when I saw it, um, oh, yeah. on flow but seeing it in oh, person yeah. oh my god it is oh, like yeah. it's so much better they have the best I prop mean, like, hands yeah. down that is the best prop like maybe one ever. of the best i've ever seen it is absolutely it is so mesmerizing to watch like you can just watch the prop the whole time and it is just it's beautiful it really is <laughs> like, yeah, i think i put a two minute <laughs> i think i put a two minute video of that prop yeah, on my instagram yeah. it was it's like awesome it's <laughs> it mesmerizing that it really is, is the prop I mean, sorry how do they keep that spinning so continuously uh, even man. through the whole show is that on a motor does anybody no know? idea i don't i do not know mm-hmm. uh, we'll have to get the dirt on that one i know when they did that for um like they have those like it's an art form the perpetual motion machines but like yeah. it does slow down over time it's just so and it stops sometimes yeah, it's such a low friction situation that it, it takes a really long time to stop. But uh, but basically all they'd have to do is like touch it or like move the air around it and keep it going. So it probably doesn't <laughs> take so much. Cool. <laughs> just loved Isn't it. that kind of like a wind chime? Like don't they make like mm-hmm. really small versions of that? Yeah. Like, yeah. Their prop is just a huge wind ways. chime basically, right? Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. Diet, I guess already. That's crazy. <laughs> They're already offering them money for it. <laughs> so, Tom, what's uh, what were some of your impressions? Best moments? Uh, favorite things about? Well, favorite things about the drum line for sure, because I know you were all over those drums. Well, you know, uh, it, like Cindy was saying, you know, being live is one thing, you know, and uh, I watch the the high advantage camera when I watch on Flow. Um, cause I like to take in the, the whole visual design, not necessarily something you can do in the stadium unless you're sitting up high when you're live. I think you're more just taking in the music and the, and the atmosphere. True. Um, so when you're watching on TV, you, you do have some advantage points, you're right. so, you know, you can watch the, uh, the whole visual package happening, which is cool. Um, and saying that so many groups have stepped up their game visually and design wise, there's there's really nothing that this year was like, what are you doing? It really <laughs> wasn't too, you know, you, you've watched in past years and banged your head on the desk and went, why? <laughs> um, and it seems like this year, just about everybody is like, yeah, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. And this is what we got. And it's like, wow, yeah, good for you. Um, I wasn't surprised to see Blue Devils win, though. It's an amazing show. It really is. Uh, you know, everyone's like, oh, Blue Devils win again. Oh, yeah. But when you, you yeah, yeah, yeah. pursued excellence, that's what happened. <laughs> um, I also think that makes it more like it's more of a bigger deal whenever somebody does beat Blue Devils. Sure. It, it makes yeah. it more of a chase for everybody else. It, it, they, they're creating the competition, which is mm-hmm. what it's about. True, um, true. But there were so many great programs, so many great moments. Everything just seemed great uh, on Saturday. The, the colors, the sounds, everything was yeah. working for everybody. The colors, the colors this year are just <laughs> out of control. I'm like, yeah. there's purple, there's hot pink, there's bright, shiny green. It's like, it's this is fantastic. Of just plain white, I think, after the, uh, you know, coming back from COVID and stuff, we had the white season, I think. Yes. Um, yeah. glad, glad we're past all that. <laughs> Well, and then they're talking about spinning things. Was it the mandarins? Oh, I can't remember now. They had those props. Oh, my word. If you put me in one of those and you spun me around a hundred times, like, there's no way I could get out of that walk straight. I was just watching them. And that was so cool. they do it at the end of the show. Like, you've got to do the other 10, 11 minutes of your show and then get in this. Oh, uh, can like you imagine? A little, a little sandwich and get spun around. <laughs> I would hurl all over that field. <laughs> yeah, one of my one of my kids was there and said that like one of them fell out at the end. I didn't wow. see it. Yeah, that would be me. Like, he like kind of like slid out from under out oh. of it like at the end. I was like I was imagining this person flying through the. <laughs> thing. Like at that velocity, woo, oh my gone. goodness, yeah, debacle. Uh, I think we may have had have, have an interview for that coming up, maybe. Oh, um, a little juicy tidbit from Saturday. Someone got stuck, but we'll talk about that later. Oh, cool. Um, let's talk about best drumline of the night. Well, the award, uh, you know, they gave the best drumline to Cavaliers, which, in my opinion, they've got it. They've got the total percussive package, front and back. There's a lot of good marching drum lines, and there's some great pits. You got to put it together. And right now, Cavaliers are doing that. So I think they got it right. I think the numbers were right Saturday. A lot of people weren't happy. (laughs) But sometimes that's what happens. Things get shaken up, and that's great. (laughs) I mean, what were they, ninth, 10th place as a core, and the drum line 
banged out a win. So yeah. That's inspiring for the rest of the Corps, I think, so watch out for Cavaliers. Was it Cavaliers that all got a stomach virus yesterday, or was that... Yes, I saw that post on social media. Uh, That bad food in San Antonio is what I think it was. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's funny? I saw a lot of the Cavaliers kids at a restaurant uh, on the Uh Riverwalk. A lot of them were in the same restaurant that I was eating at. I was fine, but I just had some queso, so... I know they uh, said stomach bug, but I'm like, hmm, I'm thinking food poisoning. <laughs> it could be, especially if it's only 24 hours. Yeah. Hopefully they're better soon. I hope so. They did a standstill last night, so yeah, I hope they're better. All right, everybody get back out on the field, uh, except for low brass. Why don't you guys head on over to the sidelines? You can listen to Dylan and get some advice about being a tuba in a drum corps. Hey, this is Christine Ream and Chris Green. Guard Closet was founded as a consignment business in 2000. Since then, it has grown to include winter guard, band, percussion, and other genres. We can help you with custom flag and costuming designs. Our consignment inventory has plenty of great looks for your color guard, drumline, and marching band. Pay it forward. When you purchase consignment, you help other programs. Last year, we sold over 400 sets of consignments and returned over $125,000 in payments to our consigners for their sales. Additionally, Guard Closet offers custom and pre-designed costumes, flags, floors, and formal wear, full or partial show writing, educational programming, and other services. Max out your rehearsal time and set up a microsite for easy student ordering for shoes, gloves, and other equipment. The Guard Closet team is here to help you get everything you want and need for your season. Check us out at guardcloset.com and follow us on social media. All right, so here... We have on a water break, we know everybody. And if we don't know somebody in the marching arts, we know how to find them. Tom, you were able to find this person. Do you want to give us a little story on on uh, Dylan here? All right. So real quick, Saturday, we're all watching the Aladome. We're watching the troopers. And there's this lonely person who looks maybe stuck on a prop. We're not quite sure. The camera keeps kind of showing them every now and again. And they're doing their own visual interp of uh, Lasso the Sun. Uh, Come to find out Sunday morning, there's a chat going on, and this person actually chimes in, it was me! I was like, (laughs) I gotta talk to this person immediately. I gotta find out what happened. Um, Talking with other people, um, they saw it too. People live, they were like, yeah, they were stuck on a prop, it was crazy. We have Dylan here. We're going to chat with him. He is a member of the Troopers Contra line or Tuba section, however you want to state it. Um, the, low, the low brass, the, the, the dominators of the core. Dylan, <laughs> what happened? Hey, hi. Uh, I'm Dylan. Um, so, yeah, basically, uh, so... The the prop itself, right? It's it's driven by this little like literally just a drill motor. Um and, Okay. We actually were yeah. debating that earlier how it how it kept going there through it the is. whole show. The <laughs> now yeah, we know. So it, it's got this it's got this drill motor that's hooked up to uh like an axle that has a cable with a lot of tension on it. And my prop, prop number one, shout out, 
um, is <laughs> notorious for breaking. It does it all the time. It literally happened that <laughs> rehearsal before the show. And the the protocol with that is if it's like kind of like low to the ground, uh, because there's a lot of tension on that cable, you're supposed to get up next to a buddy, you trust fall off. So the platform, if it like raises up, it doesn't like, you know, hit you in the face and kill you. Um, <laughs> so I, I do my trust fall during the rehearsal. I do my trust fall off and they take the prop away. And one of my two attacks, he pulls me aside and he's like, hey, man, if that ever happens, like, during a show, um, then you've just got to decide, like, right there that, hey, I'm a visual soloist. I meant to be here. And I was like, all right, yeah, that sounds good. I'll, I'll do my best. And me and my prop driver were all joking. We were like, I think it'd be kind of funny if the prop broke for a show, but not like a big show, you know, like. <laughs> I, I want. I want to break for like. I want to break for like that Salem, Virginia show, like not like a big retail, you know, San Antonio, Texas. Yeah. But then, <laughs> did happens... you have the vibe going in, going down the tunnel? Did you have the vibe like this prop's gonna bail on me tonight? I know. It oh is. no, I had no idea. I I was like, because my my prop team's pretty good. They're pretty good at uh fixing things real fast. For but sure. they told my prop driver, they're like, hey man. One thing you should not do on the prop is since it, things are a little bit messed up is don't yank on the brake. You, it'll it'll mess things up. It'll it'll break the system. First thing my prop driver does is he yanks on the brake and breaks the prop. <laughs> so I'm doing my I'm doing my rope choreo and when I'm supposed to come down, I don't. And I I just I make eye contact with my prop driver and he's like, I don't know, man. And I was like, all right, you know, you know what? Right there, like, this is it. I've got, you know, X more minutes to uh, interpretation the lasso of the sun now. Yeah, basically. I was like, all right, well, I'm glad I talked about this before this happened. Because if I had not talked to my tech before this, I would have been <laughs> so lost. Well, so I think that's a testament, too, to your training. You're clearly, like, well-trained in how to handle strange situations going on yeah. the field let's yeah. let's back this up and um, let's talk a little bit more about who you are as okay. a person as a performer um <laughs> we have a little tradition here at on a water break where we do something called a 32 count life story so we're basically going to have a metronome count you off hopefully it doesn't give you flashbacks from rehearsal earlier today <laughs> but we're gonna go ahead and have a metronome count you off and then you have 32 counts to tell us everything in your life story from birth to now got it I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, go. Okay. So, hi. I was born in Oregon, uh, raised there for a while. I did four seasons of marching band at my high school. Um, I joined, well, I joined band because my brother played saxophone. I was like, hey, that was really fun. So I joined band and got into marching band and eventually got into uh, some indoor percussion as well. I was on the cymbal line. Uh, my school went up to Dayton. Uh, my first season, we won open class. So, yay me. Um, wow. And then after that, I got I got into drum corps because some of my other like snare friends and stuff they were into drum corps. I was like, hey, this looks fun. I auditioned for mandarins. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna get into mandarins. I get cut. Um, then I go to a troopers camp and they're like, hey, we like you, man. So they gave me a contract right there at the December camp, which was my first camp. Contracted 
right there. And I was like, yeah, this is pretty exciting. Uh, and I just have carried through the season right now. And now we're here. And I don't know if that was 60 or 30. That was beautiful. No. <laughs> awesome. That was great. How old are you? Oh, uh, I'm 18. This is my rookie year. Oh, awesome. So you got a few more years now. That's yeah. great. That's awesome, man. Well, dude, you've got a memory that's going to last forever. You gave oh, yeah. for a memory that's going to last forever. No <laughs> doubt it's history now for sure, man. Good or bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, so I want to know, how did you get down? How did you end up getting down after all this happened? So what happened after after the show is um, the, the, the people who moved the prop off the show are off the... Uh... Hey, what's up, man? Sorry, I like I said, I'm still in rehearsal. There's people moving... You're just on a water break, that's all. Oh, yeah, We're I'm good. on a water break right now. <laughs> so the people who moved my prop were looking at me, and they were like, okay, what do we do? And Nick Putnam, uh, one of our core managers, is like, we just, we got to go. We got to get him off the uh, off the timing line. We just got to get him out of here. And they're like, all right, sure, whatever. They pull me over. They get me past the timing line. And they literally grab the bottom part of the platform and just yank it down with their bare hands. They just pull oh it down God. and hold it, it down. And they're like, all right, just jump off. So I jump off for me like a quarter of the height. I jump off, I get down, they let go, platform, rockets back up. Whoa. Just like, you know, how, they, how they've how they described in like the training and stuff. So I was like, all right, cool. And all of the, <laughs> afterwards, like, I was talking to some of my staff and stuff afterwards, and they were like, dude, Man, I would not have rather that happened to anyone else, man. You killed it up there. <laughs> you did, man. You did. You, you you held it together. You didn't make a distraction out of it. You know, some people would have panicked. Yeah, you, you embraced the moment, and that's what it's all about, man. Congrats. Thank you. This was truly a drum corps history moment. Dylan, thank you so much for taking your lunch break at Troopers to come be on a water break with us. You are awesome. Thanks. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me. Everybody, it's Tim Hinton, the beast of the marching arts. I'm the host of the Marching Roundtable podcast. And I want to remind you, there is a series of podcasts out right now about the 2023 DCI season. It's being released in audio and video versions at the Marching Roundtable. We've talked to staff members of the Cavaliers, Madison Scouts, Carolina Crown, the Cadets, and most recently, the Blue Devils and Spirit of Atlanta. I think you will love my conversation with Scott Chandler, who's the program coordinator and choreographer of the Blue Devils. We talk about how the Matisse cutouts are personal to people, including me. I actually have a personal connection of discovering the Matisse cutouts on a trip to Paris and bringing back a book about it. So we talk about that, plus about the idea of cutting and how that appears in the drill and visual design. I guarantee you will enjoy The Devil's Show more once you hear this conversation. And then this week, it's the Spirit of Atlanta drum majors who not only talk about the 2023 show, but they share advice for student leaders. And trust me, your student leaders need to hear this conversation right now as you're getting band camp going and getting the season going. Next week, we share conversations with both Boston Crusaders and Pacific Crest, and then after that, the Academy. By the way, I encourage you to check out the webinar happening tonight about dealing with burnout and advice for self-care. Let's all have a healthier, calmer, more productive season. 
If you can't watch the webinar live tonight at marchingartseducation.com, you can always watch the recording starting the very next day. It's a great summer of drum corps, and don't forget, you really need to see drum corps live in a stadium. Make an effort to get to a show. The live experience is really special. Happy DCI, everybody. All right, everybody, we're back on the sideline. Let's talk about where you think the rest of the season is going. Give us your thoughts and your hopes. I don't know. I mean, it's interesting because currently, or after Saturday, the, the top four was the exact same order as last year at finals. So I don't know if we'll have a repeat of that or um, or not. I mean, Crown alumni, I'd love to see Crown in the top three. They've had a they've had a lot of lot of fourth place finishes <laughs> over the past like ten years. Um, so I'd love to see them in in the top three, but. I, I don't know. I think the Mandarins are going to solidly be in fifth mm -hmm. versus tied with Phantom. Um, and oh. I really hope that Pacific Crest gets that 12th place spot. And Troopers yeah. moving up. I think cadets are going to surprise people. I mean, they're, they're, they're a champion. They know how to crank it up the last couple weeks. I, I'm going to say they're going to move up a couple spots. Okay. Um, Cavaliers are definitely going to climb up a couple spots. In PC, um, great show. I, I don't know if they have the experience to battle it out the next couple of weeks. We'll see. I mean, Crossman, Blue Knights, they want back in. Madison, they all want back in the finals. So that 12 yeah. spot is going to be a definite <laughs> knockout fight. Yeah, now the SCV is not there. That definitely opens up that, that extra spot, too. And it's always fun to see groups that we haven't seen before uh, or that haven't been in in a while get back in there. So I'm looking forward. New faces. We need new faces. I have heard many people say that um, Crossman, Madison, Blue Knights have basically designed themselves out of finals. And it's not even really about the the kids and what they're doing. It's like mm. the actual design of the show is not where it needs to be. So, hmm. I don't know. Do they have new designers or something? Um, Blue Knights, have, have, they've had so much turnover the past few years, I feel like. Um, Crossman, I mean, once like, oh gosh, after 2018-19 when like a lot of the Crossman staff left, They've really just been struggling since then. I think yeah. the pandemic too. Yeah. Um, same thing for Madison. Yeah. It's a shame, but it's true. It happens though. Like everything, you know, it's cyclical and everyone, everyone's in a different place except for the blue devils, you know? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what is that about? <laughs> they're the, well, they're the only ones that have had the same staff for like a million years. Okay. They have such a strong foundation built underneath yeah. their program. It's like, it's not just like this little tiny not-for-profit out there selling cookie dough. You know what I mean? There's like a whole <laughs> structure of this organization. And, and there are other drum corps that are getting closer and closer to that. Um, I just, I think it's really hard. It's really hard to have that support system. You got to build wow. that bridge between the alumni and the current direction of the core. And that's tough to do sometimes, bridging that gap. The old generation. And you know the, that yeah. the best of the best are the ones that are trying out for Blue Devil. I mean, if you, you're going to want to be in the best core. And if you right. are a phenomenal player, you know, that's who you're going to audition for. So they really have their pick of the cream of the crop. And, you know, there's something to be said for that. Who doesn't want to play uh, for the best or be in the best guard? I mean, seriously. Yeah. Well, 
I'm excited for everybody. Let's go Spartans. They're looking like they've got a, uh, another championship maybe coming their way. My old alumni. Good luck to them. <laughs> well, before we go, I want to let Cindy tell us about her bonus from the stands episode. And do you want to tell us about the parents that you spoke to while you were at San Antonio? Yeah, that was a, a great little uh, tidbit I got to do was not only see the most amazing cores on Saturday, but to talk to some DCI parents. And I got to talk to a mom and dad, a Blue Knights mom and dad. And then I got to talk to a mom from Troopers. And not only is she have a child that plays euphonium, but she's also a nurse. So she helps out on their medical staff a little bit. So that was an interesting conversation. So I just had a couple of fun little interviews and we put those out today so y'all be sure and look for those on on instagram and on the podcast and hopefully we'll have some more of those coming up in the future because that was a lot of fun and it's fun to hear you know from the parents perspective we don't really get that a lot we don't get to hear how they feel and what what they think and their experiences and and that was really cool so jeremy i appreciate that opportunity he gave me to do that well we appreciate you going out there and you know, pounding the pavement and talking to people. Honestly, that's one of my favorite things is just to talk to people that are in the activity and, you know, learn about all their different experiences and perspectives. Um, speaking of which, don't forget to check out our other bonus content, including on a water break in rhinestones with Lexi Duda. Uh, she's talking to amazing twirlers and she's doing a really great job covering it, that activity. Uh, I also heard that national and world championships are coming up for the twirling world so she is going to cool. make sure that is all covered it's so cool we need more twirlers in marching man i mean come on we need them twirling fire we just need all the things <laughs> fire uh, also um, cynthia is coming up has with her uh, lost in translation she's got a new episode coming out for that this week we have so much content coming out. You guys, you are absolutely going to want to make sure that you subscribe to On a Water Break, not just on wherever you listen to podcasts, but on all of our social medias. You don't want to miss anything because, like I said, it's just it's all coming. It's all going to be coming at you at once. <laughs> and the fall season is almost upon us. And that's it's when things get really so exciting. Close. I know. So close. <laughs> Okay, everybody, thanks for a great rehearsal this week. Thank you to our hosts, Cindy, Whitney, and Tom. Thank, Thank you, you, Jeremy, from Drum Corps today for your recap. Everybody, make sure you go subscribe, you write us a review, and you share this with a friend. Make sure you follow us on social media at On A Water Break, and we'll see you at the next rehearsal on A Water Break. Go practice.